host, Harla Nivens. Well, welcome to the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host. I'm so glad that you are tuning in today. Our show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can go to loveministriesbuilds.org to get all of the great information about Love Ministries. Also head to my website, it's CarlaNivens.com. Carla is spelled with a K, K-A-R-L-A-N-I-V-E-N-S.com. Well, I want to talk to you today about inviting diversity into your life. Um, I've gotten so many questions about how to actually get that done. And I am a fan of having a plan, not only for, you know, say for your finances, for your exercise schedule, for your um, quiet time with the Lord, actually for diversity, it takes a plan as well. I want to start by sharing John 3, 15 through 18 with you. It says, it is necessary for the son of man to be lifted up and everyone who looks up to him, trusting and expectant will gain a real life, eternal life. This is how much God loved the church. He gave his son, his one and only son. And this is why, so that no one need be destroyed by believing in him. Anyone can have a whole and lasting life. God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. He came to help to put the world right again. And anyone who trusts in him is acquitted. Another version says anyone who believes in him is saved, is, will receive everlasting life. Now, John 3.16 is a verse that a lot of times when you're growing up in Sunday school, you learn it. Um, you learn it at VBS if you attended VBS when you were a young child. And so we always think of, I always think of this scripture when we're talking about um, believing in the Lord. But the scripture has a lot of knowledge for us. And I recently reread this scripture in the light of diversity. So I'm excited to share, share this with you. Um, we learn in this scripture that the Lord really set an example for us. The example, number one, we always talk about this, about um, love. The Lord, the Lord loves us. And it's hard for us to, to get our mind around what that actually means. What, what does it mean when we say the Lord loves us? Um, what it means is that the Lord is covering you completely. As you are believing in him, he, he is forgiving you for your sins, past, present. He has um, sacrificed for you. He's gotten close to you and he recognizes you as one of his treasured creations. So no matter what, you are loved by a loving heavenly father. When you don't feel like it, you're loved by Heavenly Father. When you feel like you've done the exact wrong thing over and over and over and over again, Heavenly Father. When you feel like you have your best day, 
When you've had your worst day, you are loved by Heavenly Father. When you feel like you're alone, you are loved by Heavenly Father and he's with you. So there's nothing we can do to get away from that love. We are loved completely. And the Lord calls us to take that same action to show love to other people. The other thing we see in the scripture is that Jesus came to be close to us. He came to the world to experience exactly what we would experience. He came to walk in our shoes. He came to, uh, he put on humanness to experience the world as we would. That's really important for us, for us to remember that um, that was one of those decisions that Jesus did. There's an example there that we can follow. And then God developed a pathway for a relationship with him. He did this on purpose. He didn't just say, you know what? I created the world um, and, and my creation is good. I'm calling it good. And let's just hope that people get into relationship with me. Let's just hope people find their way into um, this, this wonderful relationship with me. No. God developed a pathway for a relationship with him. He did it on purpose. He did it for us to motivate it by love. He did it for us to have eternal life. There's an example in that. Because God developed this plan, you know, because he just didn't just leave it to chance. That's another reason, uh, a uh, reason that we can point to reason why we tr can trust him the reason why we can trust him with our heart, the reason why we can trust him with our lives, the reason why we are pulled, you know, close to him. It, it feels right and it feels good to be in this relationship um, with him. You know, wh why wouldn't we want to be in close relationship with our heavenly father, who's done all of this to be in relationship with us? He first reached out to each each and every one of us without a motive other than giving us eternal life, sacrificing for us. It's a big deal. So after going through those things in John 3, 16, those are the things that really kind of stuck out to me when I looked at that, um, that scripture with the lens of how do I invite diversity in my life? The first thing, Beyond our own needs, we can see beyond the things that we normally not like or naturally like, and we can see beyond our own natural community because of love, because we are following God's example. Isn't that what, um, what we find in that scripture? We find that God moved himself towards us because of love. So it's okay for you to say, this is the kind of music that I grew up listening to. This is the kind of music that I naturally like. It's okay for you to say, because I am seeking to love someone else and because I'm seeking to build this bridge with someone else, I'm going to reach out beyond what I naturally like, okay? It's, it's a good thing to do that. Um, that is what disciples of Christ do. We, we find a point of interest. So it, it's okay for you to say, you know what? I usually watch these normal, these movies. These, this type is my favorite type. Say your favorite type is Westerns. I'm going to pick that because that's what jumps into my mind first. 
So your favorite type of movie is Westerns. That's what you watch on TV. Well, you meet a friend who's outside of your circle and that person loves, you know, I don't know, romance movies. So you watch a couple so that the next time you run into that person, you can have something to talk about. Even if it's not your favorite type of thing, it's okay to reach beyond that in order to be friendly to someone else. Well, I don't like what I like. That is true. And, and that's, that's, you know, a true statement. But if you're going to invite other people in, seek to find a bridge and seek to check out some things that they like. Okay. This love um, for others, um, the Lord created will lead you into being close to others. That's the other thing that we found in John 3.16. As you seek to love other people, reach out beyond your favorite things and the things that you've always enjoyed, the things that you're only, you know, been comfortable with so far, you're going to seek to push beyond those boundaries and it's going to bring you closer to other people. It will lead you to want to include other perspectives in your life, right? So when Jesus came, he literally, you know, felt pain. Um, he literally, um, you know, was hurt by things. He, he felt the things that we would feel. And so we know, number one, that we can trust him and we can follow that example when it comes to inviting diversity into our lives. We can reach out beyond and walk in the shoes of someone else. And the people that we are reaching, the people that we are building bridges with, will see that and it will make a difference to them. And they will know that you are trying to understand their life and see life from their perspective. And as you do that often, you will then Call other people up outside of your circle and say, what do you think about this? Let me get your perspective. Let me see how um, this would affect your life. Tell me if I did this, how would that affect your life? You'll seek to then find other perspectives other than the ones that you normally stick with in your own community. Now, the other thing is, remember, we said that God did this on purpose. He made a pathway for us. He did this on purpose. So we got to remember that inviting diversity into our life is not going to happen by, by chance. You're going to have to create a plan and then say, I'm going to follow through this plan. But that's, that's included in being like Jesus. As you learn about other people, Literally, I promise you, you will understand yourself in a new way. You'll learn um, the art of showing empathy, the art of really showing love for other people, the art of getting outside of um, your own community. And you'll find that you understand yourself in a new way, that you will grow, that um, you will find the beauty in having diversity and other perspectives in your life. You'll enjoy the connection with more people that are outside of your normal circle. That's what life is about. That eternal life, that, that life full of joy, that life full of peace, that's not just for heaven, 
That's a part of having and enjoying your life here, opening up your circle and seeing what else is out there. Now, let's talk about when you mess up. I get this all the time. You know, people are saying to me, Carla, I would invite diversity in my life, but I know I'm going to say the wrong thing. I know I'm going to do the wrong thing. What's going to happen when I mess up? I think I should just stay with the people in my normal circle. Okay, let me tell you this. You will mess up. This is new for us all, right? You will mess up. I mess up. I messed up last week. Somebody said something to me that was racially insensitive and I missed it. I had the wrong attitude about it. Instead of realizing that this person is on a pathway, that they are growing, that they are um, not as far along in adding diversity in their life as I thought they were, I got upset with them and I was very short with them and I said something um, insensitive back to them. So now we're both being insensitive to each other, right? So that other person messed up and then I messed up right with them. You will mess up. But what I did was I didn't feel good about it. I left. I thought about it all night. I did feel good about how I acted and what I said and how short I was. Then I thought, okay, Lord, I've got to seek peace with this person. I went back to them immediately the next day, sat down with them, talked about it. We talked it out. And I just explained why what they said was racially insensitive. And I apologize for being so short with them and, um, and you know, my tone that I had with them. So we just, we just sat down and, and, and talked it out. Okay. So messing up is not the worst thing in the world. Expect yourself to mess up, give yourself grace seek to give other people grace. And when you mess up, sit down, talk about it and, and put that relationship back together. Um, it, it's, it, it's okay to mess up. I hope that you hear my heart on that, that you, you should still work your plan and develop your plan to invite diversity in your life, but don't hold yourself to a standard that um, none of us can, can reach, none of us can reach. So it, when you're thinking about this, you know, in your workplace, about inviting diversity into your life, in your workplace, one of the things that I have learned is this, this word called belonging, okay? So I've started adding that in, in how I treat people at work. You want to make sure that people feel included and that they feel like they belong, okay? So it's, we got to go beyond, you know, just hiring qualified people who are diverse to work with us. Let's go that extra mile. Let's say I, it's important that you feel like you are included here. It's important that you feel like you belong here because we want you here. Okay. You're, you're valuable to what's going on in, in our workplace. You do this by asking for input, value the person, pull them in, introduce them around the building, invite them to participate. When everybody's going to lunch, make sure that they know that they are included. Set up lunches with that person, you know, and do the things that we talked about before. Seek to love them and seek to um, figure out what they like. And then you 
go beyond what you like to build a bridge with this person, value them and pull them in, make sure that they know that they belong. And even if you feel like you don't understand anything about their life, keep trying, try to find a bridge between um, be, between your, your fellow co-workers. It really makes a difference when we go the extra mile and want people to not only work in our office to be there, but also know that they're valued, that they're included, and that they truly do belong. Well, that is what I want to share with you about inviting diversity in your life. I hope you'll go back and read through John 3.16 and, and read that whole chapter and look at it through the lens of how can I invite more diversity in my life? Now, here's your Here's your leadership hack. I know we talk about being, you know, being humble all the time. And I feel like we ought to be humble enough to love leaders, be humble enough to love. Showing love is not a sign of weakness. Um, showing love does not mean you have, you know, a point that people can get in and, and uh, take advantage of you. Showing love means that you are behaving as a, um, a follower of Jesus Christ, a disciple of Jesus Christ. It's actually a good thing. And it's one of the things that people will respect you for. So leaders, be humble enough to show love. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for Every Heart, Every Woman. And um, I'm so excited that you tuned in with us. We'll see you next week. <music>